Hello everyone, it's Danny Bailey here from the Palace of the Dogs and this is another episode of Barking. For those of you who don't know, we are the Palace of the Dogs. The Palace of the Dogs is a multidisciplinary art platform seeking to redirect the purpose of art in our society whilst creating original works that document decolonial practices through arts and media. And yes, I did have to cut down the intro because it was too long. (laughs) <laughs> it was too long, too long-winded, and I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. Um, but as you can hear, we have the amazing, the most regal. When I saw her in Peckham today, I said, "Wow!" Is it? Yes, movement artist, choreographer, teacher, mentor, and dance movement psychotherapist, Sia Bamoy. Yes, see it. Tell the people how you're feeling. (laughs) Whenever I spend time with you, yeah, Danny B, as you know, I tell you often, uh, we just experience the most magical things about life. Mm. (laughs) Like we bump into people. You know, there was a woman earlier on the street who had to stop you and tell you how amazing you are (laughs) in um in the um. Bob Marley production. Yeah, right? that was yeah. really nice. That was wonderful. You know. Slash startling. <laughs> you were stood there going, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, but that's uh, that's the wonder of spending time with you. Yes, it's been a, it's been a really lovely day. Yeah. Really, I feel really like comfy. Mm, good. In the words of Beyonce. Comfy, comfortable in my skin. Yes. <laughs> comfy with who I am. So we're going to get into a conversation around um, education, mental health and creativity. And I guess I should start off with like a question around your own mental health. How are you feeling today? Mm. How how have you been feeling? We got into mm. how we've been, what happened today, but how, you, how are you feeling? Mm. I would use the word clearer. Mm. I'd use the word clearer. I find that um, my mind is always active and my lifestyle has often been, you know, the the same. It would mirror, I guess, what's happening in my mind Mm. Uh, or even vice versa. All this, thank you, all this activity, (laughs) uh, whether it was bouncing around between different rehearsals or in the last three years, to be specific, um, I would be moving from my job in retail to my job as a teacher, yeah. to being a student, to being a student on a clinical placement, mm. right? To being in my own therapy sessions, i.e. I'd be going to see a therapist. Yeah. And, you know, it was just different context, different mind space, so that this kind of constant activity. Yeah. And in the last couple of weeks, you know, some things have come to a close. Yeah. So I just have more mental and emotional space for myself. Mm. So I feel clearer. There's definitely still things to do. Mm. Right. But I feel it's, clearer. It's, it's also like, it's almost like uh, in, in the conversations that we've been having um, previously on the podcast, we've been talking a lot about change. Yes. And it's almost like um, 
within within your personal change it seems like everything's kind of streamlining now mm. like you've you've been in these different scenarios to learn something now yes. what is your path almost yes. um what does change mean to you oh oh okay i guess in the grand scheme of things change is constant mm-hmm. <laughs> uh as the idiom goes um i guess to to personalize it for me right now change um without me overthinking it <laughs> change is actually at present me reconnecting with things i may have promised myself yeah earlier in the year mm. that may have gotten lost behind you know all the forms yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the little things that i had to get done um recognizing that you know maybe four months ago maybe I was in a place of like imagining something new, whether that was in love or in my career. Mm. And that has changed again. The mm. vision of that has changed again. And, and there's a kind of acceptance and a gratitude to the divine um, for, I guess, being being trustworthy. Yeah. You know? Uh, what, do, what do you mean by trustworthy? <laughs> <laughs> um these changes, even if there is a loss that happens in these changes, or even a gain in mm. these changes, there's a I can trust that these things are happening for my benefit. Mm. You know, if that benefit is to learn something, I know that that thing will not cause destruction to me. Right. You know, it will ultimately be for me mm. and hopefully for my community as an extension of that mm. um, that's so that's so interesting because um one one of the conversations that we had with jess malley actually a, is whether you can have one foot in the babylon and mm. one foot in in the destruction of 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 babylon mm. and it, i i guess i i don't know what the answer is for that yeah. but i guess it just reminded me that if you're if you're in a space where you're destroying yourself mm. then you're then you're just then you're also inherently destroying not being your full self for your community or yes. or or doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing in the body of the community right yes um but we're going to get into um a chat around education cuz you are a teacher mentor <laughs> I love it, you know. Yeah, you're bringing you're bringing up the youth. Them. That's one of my favorite roles in bringing this up life. Bringing the youth, them. <laughs> That's what we need because everyone else is trash. <laughs> I'm sure, we're all trying very hard. Yeah, we? yeah, we're trying <laughs> with our one foot in the Babylon. <laughs> How about that? That's one of my favorite roles, Danny. Yeah. Yes, yes, I love the role of mentor mm. and coach i would say also there's a good friend of mine nikel latouche mm. big you up Voice her. <laughs> <laughs> who is she's a wonderful like multidisciplinary artist in her own right but she's also been a teacher within like uh like mainstream schools mm. and she's adamant about the title of educator mm. over teacher okay I, th- I guess the idea is that teacher can be quite didactic mm. and uh, uh, goes in one direction, mm. right? There's this uh, this hierarchy where there's someone who has the information and mm. they have to mm. give the information to those that don't know. Yeah, um, I, I believe educator is more, hey, there's something in each and every one of us. Mm. 
and our time together, we can pull those things forward. Mm. We can explore, we can advance in those things together. Mm. So yeah, there's there's some I I carry that with me. There's something and, to be and, that. And also in the process of being an educator, it means that you're in the process of learning yes. as well. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, which I think is really important. Important. Yes. Um, so that we're not just getting. Yeah. Get stuck in it. No, no. <laughs> this this is how it is. Mm. And also, we're going to get into some dance movement psychotherapy. Um, which I think is real. Like, we had a conversation beforehand, and yes. and in 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 previous podcast episodes i've spoken a lot about um how movement has impacted my journey in therapy as well so we're going to delve into a little bit more of that Mm -hmm. but first of all um let's give a big up to our show sponsor you know who it is it's tahina um tahina is a vegetarian plant-based eatery inspired by the flavors of north africa and the levant the menu is designed and cooked by Saifuddin Abdel Salem, an Egyptian-born and raised chef. He believes in the importance of sustainable cooking and environmentally conscious eating and is on a mission to provide a food offering that is big on flavour and kind to the planet. Mm-hmm. Sia, you've had it. Would you? I have. Yeah. It's scrumptious. Yeah. It's flavoursome. It's... um. Hey, do you like pomegranates? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And good sauce. You ever had a salad and you you were just there like, "Mm." wow. You know, no, no, no. I'm saying, you know, them dry salads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I've, I've, every time I eat from our beloved save, my idea of the salad is revolutionized. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. gorgeous it makes you want to ask what's in there yes you know like when you see them salads and you're just like oh great it's a tomato <laughs> i wonder how long that that's been in there <laughs> no love just dashing no in. love just a dry leaf yeah and a little sachet of, oh. of whatever mm-hmm. cr- creamy substance mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. um the restaurant is at the yard theater in hackney wick so if you're feeling for some good food have a head over and quote the palace of the dogs at the bar to get 10 percent off um discount but before you do that make sure you follow them on instagram at tahina london that's tahina spelled t-a-h-e-e-n-a-l-d-n for the opening hours yeah so before we get into um into our chat uh, around education mental health and creativity um sia is gonna share her track uh well this track uh is actually an original track by a dear dear friend of mine his name is leon jack we love the the ogs (laughs) (laughs) he's incredible soulful r&b uh definitely nods to his own um caribbean heritage yes this particular song will definitely take you there it's named lovely we'll be back in a sec Yeah. Yeah. 
Voisa, that was a big tune. Mm. Big, big summer vibes there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to prepare you all for the carnival. Yes. Like after two years of. And you know what, yeah, I feel like as a community, we've really felt that. that <laughs> the, the gap. Yeah, of, of not being able to move collectively. collectively. Yes. Like, obviously, we've had like raves and yes. stuff, but like, carnival offers like. Yeah. A different type of freedom. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Freedom in 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 your body and your movement, but it's almost like ancestral, even yeah, like yeah, the yeah, way yeah. the way you move your body, like your hips, where creativity is is born from. Yes, the connection to the ground, that yeah. chipping of the of the road, mm-hmm. is is very um. I'm going to get you to expand on something you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said chipping of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Go into that for me. So chipping is like, so chipping is, it's slightly, um, it's slightly related to, um, oh, what's it called? Oh. Describe. So chipping is when, when your feet basically dragging along the, mm-hmm. along, along, along the ground. Mm-hmm. But there's a dance movement in, in, in Jamaica, mm-hmm. but I've forgotten what it's called. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten what it's called, but it's all about being yes. rooted to the ground yes, and yes. like feeling that, that energy like coming up into you, into mm-hmm. your creative, into your creative mm-hmm. parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally gone from my head though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's this thing that is like progressive. Yeah. It's always moving forward. Exactly. But it's not like huge strides. Yeah. You know, it's a shuffle almost. And it's not, um, it's not a sexual. Mm. Mm. It's not sexual. Yeah. Even though, even though it, it is perceived that way yeah. through, through, colonization and and our views of blackness yeah um it's not a sexual thing it's actually a thing of creation yes and grounding yes Yes. exactly exactly so we're gonna get into our conversation talking (laughs) about movement um movement therapy education and mental health yeah um i just want to get into um your just just to get like a, a foundation of who you are mm. as 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 this multifaceted being mm. and your and your journey that you're going on yeah. um i just want to start off with the foundation of like where where what is your what is your background yes. in in like in, in your in your family history yeah in like you the social sense where are you from and yeah, yes. and talk about that relation, that that transition into dance for you, as I think that was the the first set of vocabulary for you. Absolutely, we'll get to um, you know, like community dance. Ah, it's called Kumina. 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 That's what the, the that's what the movement is called. Mm. Yeah, and it's about connection to that. That's what I was talking about. Kumina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go, go, go. It just popped into my head. <laughs> good, good, good. You had to get it out. I'm yeah, glad. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into my community dance days. Um, I'll start with the fact that I was born in London. Yeah. South London, to be exact. Zup, mm. zup. Zup, zup, And um, this is early nineties. Um, my parents were both born in Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone, <laughs> Frank Ocean, wherever you are, um, come see me. <laughs> um, 
uh, and they moved. So their their journey, I know this is a bit uh, before me, but you know, context. Mm. They were born, my, my father I'm sure was born in like the mid fifties. My mother was born in the early sixties. Again, a little bit more context. Mm. She was born in 61, which is the same year that Sierra Leone got independence. Mm. Right? Yeah. The UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So kind of pivotal point in Sierra Leone's history. Fast forward a little bit. They're studying. They end up in what was then known as USSR. So they were like studying in um, Kiev mm. at the time. Fast forward a little bit more. It's the 90s. They settle in London. I'm born. And then a few years later, my brother is born. Mm. Um, and so at home, I, I feel like a lot of, I don't know if I'd consider myself first generation, yeah. but a lot of like first generation uh, children of, I guess, migrant households would understand when I say like at home, it's Sierra Leone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Outside is London, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I went to like local primary school, local secondary school. And these are just like, you know, your, your common school where you've got kids from all kinds of backgrounds. And you've got classrooms of like 20, 30 kids. And um, there's a kind of idea that, you know, a lot of these kids won't make it. And yeah. make it might mean go to college, mm. go to university, mm. uh, stay out of trouble, mm. that kind of thing. There's, there's that idea that's constantly swimming around. And then in contrast with that, there's like, oh, yeah, gifted and talented programs or, yeah. you know, all these kinds of things. So, yeah, that, that was definitely part of my own psyche, you know, growing mm. up, being a young person in South London, uh, 90s through to the early noughties. I discovered, um, I, I think I was always dancing. Yeah, I was always dancing. I was raised on Destiny's Child. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> writings on the wall album, yeah. like just in my room. Or in the playground, you know, making things up. Yeah, friends in the four square. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> jumping, jumping. <laughs> and um, these times not knowing what heartbreak was, yeah, but like yeah. singing my heart out to emotions. Mm. Oh gosh. And but I feel like the body knows, doesn't body, it? Oh, the like what are we knows. tapping into though, really? Yeah. You know? Whether it's media or maybe some like, uh, I don't know, some some idea, some, some feeling, some felt sense. Mm. Um. But yeah, the, the thing I credit with, I guess, grounding my love for dance and like honing my skills was a, I don't know what they would call themselves, maybe like a community interest charity at the time yeah. uh, named Brockout. What's up? I loved Not it. Not Brockout. Brockout. I loved it then. <laughs> I love it now. So uh, it has since changed names. You yeah. know, it has since gotten a lot of attention and a lot of funding, which is incredible because it's continued to reach like young people in and around South London. Yeah. And it now goes by the name of the Movement Factory. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, you know, this is the brainchild, uh, the passion project really of Leanne Perrault who is phenomenal and if possible, you know, find out about her support, what she's doing. Mm. Not only is she doing things for uh, young people using dance, but also speaking up for people who have gone through, uh, I think particularly breast cancer mm. uh, and speaking specifically, you know, to young black women who have gone through with gone through breast cancer even okay and are going through yeah. uh, just because she noticed the gap mm, mm. you know and she's one of those people who decided i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do something yeah yeah you know, so uh because of her i had access to brockout 
which at the time it probably started off as free and then it was like 50p and you got like a bottle of water and a fruit stick you yeah. know so <laughs> it's it's been beautiful to grow through that and mm. you know there are people who I danced with then who you know we've all grown we're all in different fields but we still connect now we still see each other now and we can see uh the, the seed of something that was planted so long ago and how it's been able to to blossom now yeah you know and and I feel like some of those were the early experiences where I realized, yes, I love dance. Yes, I love performance, but that's not the be all end all for me. Okay. I could see what dance was doing for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what pushed me towards dance movement psychotherapy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into the dance movement psychotherapy, right? I want to, let's get into you being a mentor and a teacher and mm. a coach, you said. Mm. Um, so having that background and seeing what what dance had done for you, actually, let's go back. What did dance do for you? Mm. Yeah. So this this has taken me a long time actually because what I was watching dance do for others is not what I saw dance doing for me. Mm. So I don't know. You know, some listeners might remember a time when everyone was like, "Oh, if I wasn't dancing, then you know." I'd be in prison yeah. <laughs> yeah, or something, you know, yeah. but if I wasn't dancing, then, you know, I would have fallen in with a bad crowd mm. and, you know, my life would have spiraled out of control kind of thing. Mm. So th there was definitely that level of like dance was providing a sense of family, yeah. a sense of discipline, a sense of opportunity. Yeah. Right. Uh, for other people, it was more so self-esteem, mm. confidence, um, space to be creative where maybe other places weren't allowing that kind of creativity. Mm. You know, the idea was, oh, you know, you need to choose something to do with your life that's going to make you money. Mm. Do something with your life that's going to mean uh, security. Yeah, Which, yeah. you know, I think those are important things to consider. And, and if someone is speaking to you from that perspective, I believe they're speaking to you out of a place of, you know, care. Yeah. But also fear. Fear as well, mm. right? Uh, we all need spaces to just be freely creative. We need mm. that. that yeah, that's yeah. for our own personal well-being. So I, I could see that dance was doing that for a lot of people. Yeah. For me, <laughs> and I'm still kind of processing this, Yeah, dance is a form of worship. Right. It's something that I can get lost in. Mm. Um, sometimes when I'm done, it's, it's meditation for yeah. me a lot of the time. It's freedom. Um, when I'm dancing, I'm not thinking necessarily. Mm, mm. There's a knowing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's really been dance. It's been a way of like, um, connecting with people and, a, and like, healing as well really mm. I, I'm, I yeah I feel like if I didn't find dance movement psychotherapy <laughs> mm. I maybe would have created it because like yeah, not yeah. created it because there's been people who've been doing this right and, yeah. and the idea of dance as healing is not new right at all yeah right? I mean we spoke about the the worship yes and aspect. the aspect and the the healing aspect yes. of just carnival so yes right <laughs> yeah the freedom to just move, to not judge yourself, mm. to not inhibit yourself, to surprise yourself. Yeah. Right? Sometimes you do moves and you're like, rah, I did not know I could get down and come up, sir. Like, exactly. <laughs> didn't know. Exactly. And so, um, 
in in your own personal journey with dance in 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 the early stages um how has that inspired your practice as being a coach and a and a teacher and a mentor yeah patience mm. patience 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 the 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 journey of not knowing and the frustration of it and then gradually coming into knowing ooh yeah i enjoy watching that and i enjoy facilitating that mm. i enjoy um finding new ways to get someone where they want to go right so for me i'm not my brain the way it works is i'm not interested in finding a singular path or a singular truth Mm. there's something about the way i'm wired that enjoys knowing that there is more than one there is an allness you know this thing that is working for you might work differently for me so in the dance context Somebody might really enjoy counts one and two and three and four, yeah. right? Somebody else needs sounds that and they yeah. understand that fully, yeah. right? Someone else needs a blend of the two. Someone else needs you to say left and right. Yeah. Somebody else will hear left and right and lose it, mm. <laughs> you know? Mm. So there's something about meeting different people's needs, mm-hmm. um, which keeps me learning, Yeah, you know? Um, and yeah, there's something so fulfilling about seeing somebody struggle with something one day and then it's unlocked. Yeah, yeah. Half an hour, one hour, one day, one week later. Mm. I think what I I've, I'm what I find really interesting as well about the the generation that is coming up is that there's also a pressure to be really hyper visible and to be really good right now so I can do it on TikTok, <laughs> right? Yeah. But then also there's the balance of, especially as um, myself and Sia, we used to work at the same at the same school. Yeah. Um, we also work with a lot of young people who come from um, black or 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 um what what word am i looking for <laughs> are you trying to use ethnic yeah not to use ethnic? i'm trying to use not, i'm trying to not use ethnic <laughs> which is good or from it, ethnic minorities come on let's just say it if uh, we're speaking from a european yeah, context then we we'd say that yeah, yeah we're yeah, not yeah. In, a, in a majority black nation right exactly now. exactly we are the majority in this room yeah how about that <laughs> But I guess a lower social economic background as well, um, and yeah. the and the things that come with that, um, also coming from from I don't want to I don't want to impose the idea of broken homes, yeah. But what a single parent household could look like, or coming from a background where you're coming from foster care, yes. Um, which which. That that element added with the social media element. Yeah. Um, there's also this speed to yeah. get things done. How has it been navigating this kind of process mm. um, with 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 these young people who have these ideologies and mm. these struggles as well? Mm. Um. There's an acceptance that each student will have to go on their own journey, Mm. which means sometimes they will move away from 
what I am offering or what the organization I'm working with is offering. Mm. That needs to be okay too. Mm. If that student needs to go and uh, uh, focus on being visible or focus on going to the classes where they feel like they're gonna get seen mm. or they're gonna get the moves that will help them pop off on social media, okay. Mm. You know, like I, once again, my way is not the way. Yeah. But I definitely agree with the philosophy of taking your time and coming back to yourself mm. and slowing down enough to hear what it is your body is trying to say. You mm. know, that's mm. that's my philosophy. I'm going to keep working with that. Mm. And if that's a bit of you, you know, come along, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, also, I, you know, I will get students who they're with me for the full year, yeah. you know, so they might have these ideologies bubbling underneath, you know. Mm. So sometimes it is also making it fun, mm. you know, and, and bringing in what is current yeah, yeah yeah you know and not framing it as oh you tiktok dancers yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not even dancing <laughs> not even dancing you know <laughs> meanwhile someone's building their entire identity around that yeah or, yeah. or you know from that mm. um so i don't want to be dismissive it can be funny mm. you know like i will i've definitely had several sessions where uh, my students might be waiting for something to happen. Yeah. So they get together in the corner of the room and someone brings up their phone and they're organizing each other, right? All right, you do this, you do this, you hold the light and three, two, one, we're going to do this, right? Yeah. That's leadership. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's that's creative vision. Mm. And it doesn't look the way it looked when I was their age. Mm. But those are the same skills, mm. you know? So yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to condemn them yeah, 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 yeah. Know, for for finding well it's not really about condemning them yeah. it's just note it's just being no, an yeah. educator isn't it mm, and noting it yeah being going along with the journey yeah and letting that affect you yeah um but still be open to teach yes. which doesn't really seem to be reflecting in 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 the student's journey within their in their schools yeah within schools yeah 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 um i mean school school is is (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) very dangerous (laughs) schools thrive on rules and schools can be useful in teaching us how to learn the game and move within the game right to get what we need to get out of it mm. the the thing to protect really as you move through that environment is your spirit your mm. soul right your sense of uh man is this who i am is this what i care about mm. for eight hours a day how do i navigate that mm. you know who do i speak to who's going to encourage my being mm. who tries to turn me down (laughs) or turn me off yeah you know and that's what's that's what's interesting about what you said is it 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 can teach you how to play the game but what if you are in the game yeah you are the one that's supposed to lose what do you do (laughs) that's so scary maybe you could like share a bit more like i wonder if you have any experiences like that because i find that as a being Mm. you're so bold you're so bright and also you're very tuned in (laughs) so i can imagine situations where actually you might have felt um 
this person's trying a thing with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think w- in in my process of going to school, I in, when I went to primary school in East London, it was very, very multicultural. Yeah, very, very, very multicultural, and I had great, great black, and I'll specify black female teachers yeah. who really led us in the process of. Um, of being proud of oneself, one's identity, mm. knowing one's identity. Um, and so I've really flourished in that, like in terms of like my movement, um, dancing, my creativity, it was always um, encouraged there. And so that had a, an, a a positive impact on all of my scholastic things yes. because it was a healthy environment for me. Yes. And then I went to a, a private school in South London um, called the London Nautical School, and it wasn't a bad school. Mm. It just wasn't what I was used to. It wasn't mm. some. It wasn't a place that encouraged. Mm. Actually, that what I I remember my one of my first days there, mm. and I was maybe one of like maybe one of ten people of color in my year, mm. and being standing outside my maths class and my maths teachers singling me out Mm. and saying that I'm going to be a problem. You're going to be trouble. Wow. And that was the first time that I'd ever been considered as, as being trouble because I'd only ever been celebrated. Yes. Only ever been celebrated. And actually in, in primary school, I always, I always did badly with white male teachers. Mm. And I don't know what that's about. Mm. Mm. Um, but as I as I as I progressed um, through through that secondary school and um, and not having my creativity being celebrated, I remember one teacher saying to me, "Oh, you're arty farty." What <laughs> what does that mean? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what what is that? Yeah, like that doesn't sound encouraging. No, that sounds like dismissive. Yeah, like oh, you're just arty farty. Yeah. Or maybe they were commenting on my sexuality. I don't know. Mm. Who knows? And living in that not knowing is just as uncomfortable. Exactly. Um, so I forgot what the question was that you asked me. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, me too. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was it was definitely school from school secondary school in particular was definitely a place where I it it was my mission to not be seen wow and everything that i did outside of that institution yeah. was i need to express myself wow. and so that's when my mum got me into um into a lot more theater companies um i was going to pineapple when mm. i was like 13 or 14 mm. taking classes with these big people mm. um so it it definitely and actually speaking to my mum about it afterwards, she said that I changed. Wow. When when I when I started doing the performing, she was like, Oh, you change. And then actually, like you said, yeah. I didn't have a use for school anymore. Mm. It was just somewhere that I had to go. Yeah. 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 You you <laughs> you learn the rules of engagement. Right. And you do what you need to do to get through. Mm. And actually, what a waste of five years. Exactly. You know, depending depending on uh, how you're using your 
outside of school time. You yeah. Know? Like you found a place, thankfully, where you're doing what you love. Mm, you're flourishing, mm. you're thriving, you can grow. Yeah. For some students, you know, they shrink. Mm. They don't come out again for a few years. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was definitely me mm. as well. Um, so how is it mm. contending? Because what I found, especially when you get new students, yeah. you're contending with that. Yes. Because I guess school kind of looks like yeah. a, 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 a dance class room a little bit. Yes. Um, so how do you contend with that? Oh, we get silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get silly. Which is which is interesting as well because actually uh I still need to outline what the rules of engagement are in mm, this room. Mm. There's an expectation, whether that expectation is to be on time, to wear a uniform, to uh do the work that is mm. set for you, you know. But there is also um and I feel that well I hope that this carries across from uh, my being and the experience that I'd love each student to have. Yeah, There's grace for you in this room. Mm. This is the space where actually you ask questions. Um, when you say something, I will take the time to understand why yeah. you're saying that thing. This isn't about uh, a power struggle. Like there is space for you to test, to grow here. Mm. And also I will make clear what the requirements are here. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want it to be a surprise. You know, this thing of like, oh, I have all the information. Yeah. And your job is just to do as you're told. Yeah. You don't raise human beings like that. Mm. You know, because mm. one day, the, and I, this, I don't know, maybe we can explore this another time. <laughs> yeah. But in the back of my mind, I always have this thing of, I'm not going to be your teacher forever. Mm. You're going to go off and you're going to do other things after this. Yeah. What can I equip you with? Yeah. What do you want to take forward from this? Mm. And that's kind of, that's always present for me. Mm. I won't always be here. Do you know how to keep counts in the track? Yeah, yeah. Do you know how to communicate that, oh, this thing is very confusing for me. Can we please go back? Mm. Right. Um, do you know how to come into the room if you're five minutes late and just say, oh, guys, I'm so sorry I was late. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Just, just to be conscientious of those things. It, it just allows them to be human. You're human. And I think that's what school doesn't allow you yeah. to be. It doesn't allow you to. It just allows you to be punished. Yes. And I guess for black people, black and brown people and people from working class backgrounds, yeah. their experience of school is reprimand. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just spending all day trying not to get in trouble. Yeah, and also, I guess a bit. Uh, I guess in allowing yourself to be a human, yeah. you're allowing you, you're you're giving them the equipment to be actual artists. Yes, because what I found mm. and what I had to learn, yeah, through my process of of teaching and through my own learning, yeah, um, I had a lot of teachers that were like, no, mm, not that way, no, do, no. <laughs> Every single time, and oh. and that was how I taught for a really long time. Yes, like, of course. From a from a lens of being a professional yeah. rather than being an artist. Yeah. Um. Um. But as I as I move forward, and mm. I myself became an artist, mm. I learned that actually what I was doing was teaching other people how to be artists and not mm. just how to be to work. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to raise a battery. Mm. 
you know that just works that just works <laughs> until you're drained <laughs> it's almost like all teachers need to go through therapy what do ooh, you think ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i feel like therapy would be fun for everyone to try i say fun very loosely mm, <laughs> because it's a lot i really enjoyed my 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 process of therapy nice. um but let's get into that actually Should we? yeah let's get into it Let's get into um, dance movement therapy. What is it? Ah, this changes every single time I'm asked. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll give you a bit of an idea. So I've been, uh, my particular course is a master's course at Roehampton. Mm. And I chose to do it part time. So okay. it's been running over three years. Mm. And if I was to describe what dance movement psychotherapy is, it is engaging with our thoughts, our feelings, and keeping our bodies involved in the process. Mm. So, um, you know, we might still talk. That's not excluded. But the idea is that I'm going to pay attention to the fact that my stomach is starting to do this thing. The fact that my chest is starting to tighten. Yeah. The fact that every time I talk about this thing, I'm kind of clenching. And I've yeah. been ignoring it for years. Mm, <laughs> you know. Mm. Um, the fact that, you know... Uh, when I'm sat and people are looking at me, I have the tendency to like bounce a leg or something, right? Yeah. Why am I bouncing? Oh, it's just something I've always done since mm, I was a child. Mm. Why? Oh, <laughs> that's how I've been managing anxiety <laughs> this yeah, whole time, yeah, yeah. right? Okay, blah, yeah. blah, blah. you can start to unpack something, which is just one way through, right? Mm. Um, there's other ways of accessing this thing, but yeah, maybe that's how I describe it for now. Wow, wow, wow. And what has been the what has the process of that of that course been like for you? For me. Yes, for you. <laughs> um I will so I'll say it and then I'll kind of break it down. Yeah. Uh discovering my I, mm. my sense of I mm. and rooting into my sense of I. Mm. So on the course, we speak about uh, different positions we can take. Mm. You know, there's one where I'm speaking just from myself, my experiences, what I feel. Mm. There's one where, you know, it might be uh, relational, what I think you feel. Mm. Right. Mm, I'm with you and I get the sense that you feel la la la. Yeah. And then there might be more of a... Uh, socio-political sense right so a broader sense of like hmm, uh, the last couple of years in London I felt a general sense of anxiety probably linked to the effects of COVID etc cetera, etc cetera, right? right or every other week we're talking about a war or inflation mm. this or that right so there's a real la 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 in the air right yeah um, and early on, what I realized is that I very easily put myself in the shoes of another. You're right. Yeah. I spend, well, I spent more of my time uh, being conscious of and accommodating the feelings of someone who was not me. Mm, mm. Right. I, I cared about it and I care about it still, but I wasn't spending enough time in my own shoes. Yeah. I wasn't spending enough time creating space to just feel what I feel. Right. So yeah, being on the course has definitely given me the, I guess, confidence to, 
choose me sounds like a cliche phrase yeah. now. <laughs> I choose me. I choose me. <laughs> but like the so defiant. It's defiant, well. you know. <laughs> I know the confidence to stay with what I feel, and also because I think there's, you know, as we say, there's a shadow side to most things. I can trust that if this person is feeling something, they'll be responsible for communicating what they feel. Mm. Instead of me feeling as though my job is to read between the lines and suss what they feel because, oh, maybe they're having a hard time communicating it. Maybe they are, but it's still their responsibility. Right. Do you know what I mean? I can be there with you. I can support you. I can talk you through it. We can be, we can be together. Yeah. But I cannot do it for you. I can't, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know. And, mm -hmm. you know, that goes back to my own uh, experiences growing up and where, like, it was safe. It was about safety for me to be able to read the room. Mm. It was important for me to have a sense of what this person was feeling because then I can make a decision about how you exist, how I exist. Wow, wow, wow. Buddy. (laughs) That's insane. Bruh. And it, I guess for for anybody listening, because that definitely resonates with me, like, you know, gauge the room. They tell mm. you, gauge the room. Why? Why? Why do I have to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Why can't I show up, you know, make sure my needs are met? Mm. Have I eaten? Have I had water? Have I used the bathroom? Mm. Do I feel comfortable? Do I need to go over there and sing in the corner for a bit? <laughs> yeah. Right? To just be here and be who I am. Mm. Rather than spending my energy sussing out who's doing what, who's looking shifty, yeah, you know, who's having a bad day, who do I steer clear of, mm. all of it, that's all energy. Yeah. And so in your practice of yeah. movement psychotherapy, what, what have you learned? Mm, like actual, yeah, yeah. like theory and. Yeah, or like, yeah, or like what, yeah, what's the theory? Like. Ooh. Well, a lot of the theory is based in very Eurocentric thinking. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm on a course in the UK. But then also it isn't at the same time. Mm. It, 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 it is just because they, it's like they took it and just went, oh yeah, now it is. <laughs> and then let me just put my little, my little white sort of flakes on there. And now, oh, that looks a little bit like, or I put loads of cheese on it <laughs> or mayonnaise yes. and salad cream. And then, oh, great. Yes. You know? Yes, 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 yes. Apple turnover. (laughs) (laughs) You're, I think, (laughs) in all of your jests, you're touching on something uh, important there, Danny V. This idea of looking to our bodies Mm. as a place of processing, of releasing, Mm. uh, or even just acknowledging what's going on with us is age old yeah. right i think you know some uh, an, an issue we've had a prevailing issue we've had in academia is that um okay i know people talk about it but who wrote it down Mm-mm-mm. if it's written you know then we can consider it as you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> as knowledge yeah you know, if it's not written then is it knowledge you know yeah yeah and th- there are loads of discussions you know i, I do want to give them their dues there are loads of discussions about who owns knowledge, who makes knowledge. Mm. Um, the fact that there are so many cultures where the tradition is oral. Yeah. 
uh, but they may not get credit mm. until someone else from a slightly different culture brings in the written aspect. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are discussions about that. Um, for me, that has kind of looked like, you know, the classroom will center around Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung, uh, in terms of like thinkers, mm. um, maybe like Mary Whitehouse. Uh, there are more. It's so annoying that they're not coming to mind right now <laughs> yeah. in terms of like movers. Yeah. But again, we're looking to Europe and we're looking to America as, uh, you know, these are the pioneers. Mm. You know, meanwhile, uh, some of the scholars are writing from a place of like, I want to acknowledge every shaman, every medicine person in every like remote village mm. who has held down this tradition of like healing through movement mm. for generations. Right? Yeah. We're learning from you. Like some, some have gone to the, I wouldn't even say trouble, right? To They've, they've done their, their due diligence really by writing that I feel. Yeah. And it's also meant that, you know, if I'm, researching something uh i have to be very explicit in looking for black writers black thinkers black movers mm. uh i'm currently writing my dissertation um and the topic i'm choosing is you know i'm focusing on african and caribbean people in the uk uh and our narratives around therapy mm. how do we mm. think about it how do we speak about therapy do we engage with therapy you know uh what impact might dance movement psychotherapy have on African and Caribbean people in the UK? Right? Yeah. Would we think about therapy different if we knew we could move yeah, yeah, yeah. during therapy? That yeah. kind of thing. Or do it as a group. Or do it as a group, mm. right? These yeah. things can be communal. If we knew these things, like how might it impact our idea of therapy? And um, it's so wonderful to read all these different papers written by, again, black thinkers, black movers. Uh, and not to exclude writers who are from other cultures too, but it is it is really um, what's the word I would use? Encouraging, mm. encouraging, and it it sort of pushes me past the obvious and more into the nuance of the conversation. Right. So for me, maybe a top layer is. My parents' generation might say therapy for who, mm. for what, mm. why, Yeah, you know? <laughs> and we've had loads of different like podcast sessions where people talk about that. Yeah. But actually lots of people from my generation are going to therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are engaging with our own mental health, mm. right? So now we can begin going into the nuance of the conversation. Right. What are we learning when we get to therapy? Do we feel welcome? Why? Mm. Why not? Mm. We, yeah, it's it's nice to know that we're out here and we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess it, it, in the process of like of your learning, mm. you've also had to do the decolonial work yeah. in order to get get to to see yourself in your practice yes absolutely mm. i'm on my my year group i think there were maybe 17 of us mm. i'm the only black woman on the course yeah i also just want to be seer yeah yeah 
not the spokesperson for black people for everywhere, black folk, yeah. you know. So I think what's been wonderful is the encouragement for each and every one of us mm. to know that when we speak, we're not speaking from a vacuum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I speak, I speak as a black woman of West African descent who was born and raised in London, etc. I have all these intersections. Right. Same for every person on that course, all these intersections. Right. None of us is speaking from a place of like neutrality. Mm. If I can own all of my intersections, I think we can actually have an informed conversation. Yeah. Without pretending that, you know, oh, I'm just whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting and it's so um, potent what you said about it's speaking from a place of neut mm. neutra neutrality. Yeah, neutrality. You <laughs> neutrality. Um, it's so, so interesting um, because what does black neutrality look like? Yeah. Mm. Not a clue. <laughs> Not a clue. Not a clue. You know, like there are spaces where um, you know, more and more corporations are going to be planning towards Black History Month soon. Yeah, right? yeah. That's still going to erase a lot of voices mm. uh, within the Black community. Yeah, because you know, you don't look like yes the type of Black person that yes. we want to be highlighting this yes. month. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> And and I guess in 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 reflecting that it, it, your process of decolonizing your own curriculum for yeah, yourself, yeah, um, how have you made that space um, of decolonization in 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 your teachings and coaching spaces? Wow, yeah. Um. <laughs> Thank you. It's all right. <laughs> That's the food you made me. <laughs> yes, we can cook. <laughs> Very well. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I I'm looking for instances where I might have actively done so. I'm not entirely sure that I've actively done so. Mm. What I've recognized, uh, especially, you know, the school that you and I were both teaching at mm. is actually most of my classroom, if not all of my classroom, are from backgrounds or at least from mixed backgrounds that we might consider uh, the ethnic minority whilst we're in London. Mm. That's really interesting, right? And again, our curriculum will also, um, again, bit of context, um, sometimes teaching dance, there's a hierarchy. There's mm. a respect that is reserved for what people describe as classical styles mm -hmm. ballet contemporary and maybe even more modern styles yeah. i guess yeah contemporary again yeah jazz tap tap mm. there's there's a respect that is reserved for those styles mm. but if you want to engage in hip-hop house locking popping whacking mm. right it's almost like Oh yeah, that's fun, mm. and that is a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an add-on mm. to your core dance curriculum. Mm. I'm so proud of the academy that I'm still teaching at now. Yeah, because actually these styles, hip hop, house, etc., breaking, those are the core mm. curriculum. So on a on a mental level, 
I hope anyway, students are understanding that um, all of these styles have history mm-hmm. and grounding. All of these styles have discipline. All of these styles have um, application in the real world of a dance career. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't something you do on the side because you wanted to add flavor yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to your to your being, mm. right? It's something that you can study and grow in. Mm. Um, so that's something I'm quite proud of. But again, I'm I'm not sure that that's something I directly influenced. You know mm. what I mean? That that that's something that was in place. So I guess like there was a moment I had. This is not quite in my coach space or my mm. mental space. This is more so in my. Uh, dance movement psychotherapy trainee space (laughs) i uh, was doing my clinical placement in a secondary school and again the curriculum of dance movement psychotherapy can sometimes lean into contemporary movement Mm. or even just pedestrian movement right we're gonna walk we're gonna run we're gonna roll our shoulders this kind of thing Mm. When actually sometimes you walk into a room full of people and what they want to do is bachata, yeah, yeah, yeah. salsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they want to do is Afrobeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? So it's 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 meeting that. Mm-mm-mm. It's meeting that. That's so that's so interesting. Um because and I guess this is what makes it this is what the decolonization of the classroom is. Yeah. Is that you you give them the vocabulary that they know. Yeah. They know that movement. Yeah. And so and so adding like gi- giving giving a group of giving these kids like a ballet to do yeah. even though it's a good thing to learn. Yes. It's like learning another language. Yes, 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 yes. So in 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 essence it's it's it and in essence and in the world that we live in yes. it further it further creates this this thing, this feeling of you don't belong here. Yes. Or yes, you're yes. an observer of this. You need to abandon something. Yeah. In order to advance here. Yeah. Which isn't true. Mm. And it's also really um important to note that a lot of styles like jazz, mm. um, tap, mm. um, and 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 contemporary mm. um have been mayonnaiseized. Say it again. Mayonnaiseized. <laughs> <laughs> you said that with a straight yeah. face. <laughs> Salad creamified. Say more. These those are those are styles that come from us that have been colonized. Mm. Right? And so um I guess it's important to I guess when in in my endeavors as as a teacher myself is to say yeah take this vocabulary because we know it and mm. that is inherently us mm. but we've also been disenfranchised from this language too wow. so come let's let's look at this and then let's try and see find ourselves yes. within this movement and then let's try it on in our way yeah um because you have because you have history like your history isn't just doesn't just start at in the 1980s or the 70s yeah. or even the 60s yeah you you have a history but it's been colonized yeah isn't that crazy your history has been colonized that's wild to me 
do you, like just to throw it back to what I was saying about my parents mm. when they were at school they couldn't speak their tribal languages they would mm. get in trouble yeah you had to speak English that's mad like consider that like that's difficult for someone like me right i'm i'm born here raised here Mm. imagine um we don't even have to go that far i believe this was happening either in wales Mm. i want to say in wales maybe in ireland well you know there's the language that actually the common people know Mm. but you go to school and institution and you're not allowed to speak it yeah yeah Again, it's the same thing you're saying. Why do I have to leave a piece of me at the door mm. in, order to, in order to engage here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, just to round this conversation off, it's so interesting to note how mm. how our history mm. um, and our parents' history yeah. and our forefathers' history, like and our foremothers, our forebears' history, yes. ha- has impacted our literal lives today. Absolutely our literal lives today and um how important it is to acknowledge that history yeah and that is and understanding that that makes up the fibers yes of you it's made up it it, it, it contributes to the decisions you make yes. the relationships you make yeah, yeah, your yeah. understanding of self your ideas around success like all of these things um so to to come to to be able to take time in therapy to come back to self yes is so important in a world where they're telling you to look outside of yourself all the time yes absolutely absolutely sorry as you were speaking i got really excited because yeah. i was like there are these two books yeah that people should like use as reference mm. um particularly where like intergenerational uh well, they they do speak predominantly around trauma. Yeah. But I think it'd be useful for just any understanding of like, hey, I've learned this from my parents and they got it from their parents, etc. Mm. Uh, especially as a way back to yourself. Yeah. Uh, can I? Can I yeah, drop can drop that. Yeah. And they're all like available on like um, like audiobooks, etc. Uh, the first one I'd mention is "It Didn't Start with You." Mm. Uh, the writer is Mark Wallin. Um amazing book it kind of chronicles his journey um you know away from home almost searching for a sense of release only to be told whilst he's away you need to go back home and resolve all this stuff with your own parents Mm. you know to the point where it was manifesting as like physical illness he was Mm. i think his eyesight was starting to fail him wow right yeah and this looks different for different people for Mm. some people it's fibroids Yeah, yeah right for some people it's like Oh no, my kidneys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, he was he kept being told by all of these spiritual leaders, you need to go home and resolve that stuff with your parents. Mm. It's quite interesting because he couldn't see the connection at first, and then yeah, time passed. And then the second book I'd mention is my grandmother's hands, mm. which is a uh, Reshma Reshma Menachem, mm. and this one um, specifically speaks about being black bodied, mm. um, mostly in the US. But he he kind of re-released it, I think, in 2021. And there's a whole forward that's dedicated to UK readers, mm. right? Because there's this understanding that, you know, I feel we are all going to face challenges, but not everyone has the added layer of race or ethnicity to contend with in the world. Yeah, And especially where, like, law enforcers are involved. Um, you know, not all of us have the, I guess... 
luxury, yeah. the safety of just saying, hey, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Let me explain myself. Yeah. Let me reach into my pocket and show you what's happened. Not everyone has that luxury. Yeah. Not everyone comes out of that alive. So, yeah. yeah, just really speaking on how we can inherit fear. Yeah. And how important it is to come back to our bodies to really like acknowledge and release, mm. release, release, release that. And that's a good um, place to end this section. Um, before we end up, end, end, and go into the last <laughs> section, see ya. What a next track. <laughs> What the next track? Oh, I struggled with this. I told you already that yeah, I had yeah. so many tracks come to mind. And um, I actually, I think I'm going to end on Beyonce. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to end on Beyonce. And uh, as much as I'm in love with Church Girl, yeah. I'm actually going to end on Cozy. Yeah, let's get into it. Come on, B. Comfortable in my skin. Here we go. Beyonce. I've been doing movement psychotherapy. Have you? Yeah. Well, mine's been more like um, movement journaling. Love that. Yeah. But what? have you got any final thoughts before we head off? I'm going to do a little reading. Um, oh, I love a reading. Um, for the people just on like, you know, coming back to self, mm-hmm. I think is one thing and um, to, to to pick out for the, for the listeners. So mm-hmm. shall I do that? And then we do the... Um, do do the final thoughts afterwards yeah sure yeah, yeah let's do that um so i am using the messages from your angels deck by doreen virtue um i'm going to be pulling four cards one is the um, regarding the theme of what we've been talking about again around um identity a therapy mm. but i guess it's it's all it's all it's all um tools to reaching self yeah um yeah so let's just see what the angel them say they might just say something crazy <laughs> you know the first card is is the theme the second card is our block mm. Um, the third card is the remedy to the block. Mm. And the um, last card is the probable outcome. Or, you know, because we can't assume everything. Mm-hmm. Voisa. I'm mm-hmm, intrigued. Mm-hmm, I'm intrigued. Why? I'm intrigued. Wow. So this kind of just sums up all of what we were saying, right? Wonderful. I guess it starts off with the fact that our listeners, us in the room, we're f- it, it, we've pulled Aurora, and I think we've pulled Aurora before. And Aurora looks like a little like nymph or 
lovely lady. <laughs> <laughs> and she's jumping off, off, off of a building. Um, <clears throat> do you want to read what it says? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> she looks free, isn't it? Yeah. Why? Freedom is what we're talking about. <clears throat> Aurora, you are flying high right now, Ooh. which may threaten others. Ooh. But don't descend. Because others will soon become inspired by your example. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it's interesting when we're talking about um about our relationship with um with our heritage and therapy. Yeah. And for those people who are seeking therapy, the kind of um friction that they might be up against within their communities. Yes. Um, but it's important for us to know that right now, even those of us who aren't in therapy, they're there is a movement that we're all going on yeah um that is for the betterment of our communities yes. and um even though it might feel like you're the only ones right now mm. um there's so much community yeah, for you out there exactly but also seek the help yes. that you need yes Yes. So that you don't get somewhere and you're like, oh, where the where the hell am I? I feel so lonely. Yes. Um, and uh, seek the use the tools that you have to guide you back to yourself. Yes. Um, yes which yes. is uh, therapy. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many tools. I also want to shout out an organisation if I can. Mm-hmm. Black Minds Matter UK. Yeah. If you pop on their website, uh, they're doing various things throughout the year to make therapy more accessible mm. so do it guys their yeah. tools are there yeah um also so the block here is the omega card which is one of my favorite cards actually is that yeah it's a it's 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 a unicorn i'm not even gonna <laughs> lie it's a unicorn jumping up on its hind legs and it looks like pure, like, victory. Oi. Yeah. And that's exactly what the first word is. Um, read, read what the... And this is the block. This is the block. Oh, I'm intrigued. Omega, victory. Your desire is coming to fruition. Keep up the good work. Mm. You know what this is? Finish your dissertation, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Write your paper. <laughs> So in terms of the block is in and and in in connection to Aurora like it's again saying go yes go yes. do the thing yeah go it's it's almost it's almost um it's almost bolstering mm. Aurora at this point mm. but you don't believe it that oh you don't believe it well, belief again yeah this is a different podcast but belief is a whole mm. thing for me yeah yeah you don't believe that. Mm. That the tool that that what you're doing is great, or that the tools that that you have available oh, can enough. really work. Yeah, it can really work for you, which is crazy. Yes. Um. And this is the but just to know. Yes. That victory. Yes. Victory. <laughs> victory. This is the time now. This is your time. Come on. You're flying high, like you're yeah. carving out a whole avenue. Yes. Um. And it and it came from you, um, and the the remedy to that uh, la, 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 <laughs> is um, is Maya. She's looking out of she's oh 
I've never noticed this before. She's almost got like like the the galaxy like a halo over her head. Love it. And she's holding a fruit in her hand and looking out of it looks like a like a intergalactic geometric window. Yeah. Um with, <laughs> with like books in front of her. Yeah. Or it looks like books or could be perceived to be books. Um read what that says. And this is the remedy. This is the remedy. The Go off, Maya. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the first line. <laughs> schooling. <laughs> Maya. Schooling, study, and education help your life's purpose and personal growth at this time. <laughs> <laughs> the angels will guide you and help you with this process. Mm. Hey. Men and hallelujah. Yeah. So anybody who is who is struggling yes. at this moment, fi- <laughs> the dog just <laughs> came past my leg, it scared me. Um, Lila's here, the dog. Yeah. Um, anybody who is struggling with, you know, in life, yeah. research. Yeah. Use your tools, like research your tools. Um and go into a period of study. Yeah. Lauren Hill gave a really beautiful interview. This is years ago. I can't even remember the location or the time, unfortunately. Mm. But she she speaks about the highs and lows as study mastership. Mm. Study mastership. Mm. You know, when we're going into the valley of something, it's really about going into the period of study. Mm. You know, and, and the climb yeah. is approaching mastership. Mm. You know, so... Yeah, let's not be afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this this is the probable outcome. Yeah. Right? It's Sonia. Sonia looks like she's in like a thundery, like cloudy area. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to let you read that. Yeah. And then I'll explain. Yes, thunder. Sonia. I bring you a message from your deceased loved one. I'm happy, at peace, and I love you very much. Please don't worry about me. So if we look at healing um, not being linear, right? Mm. It means that the healing that you do Mm. impacts the healing of your of your ancestors Oof. right so if your if 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 our experience has been uh, almost orchestrated because we do have some decision but our our immediate um life has been orchestrated by our ancestors those those who we don't know those who've come before us the healing that we do impacts them mm, in that it's not linear yeah it's not mm. linear yeah. In the same way that the way that they kn- knew death yeah. is not the same way that we know death because they they knew death in a different way so that we didn't have to. Say more. So if so if we're looking at like the people of the Ibo landings mm. who chose death mm. instead of slavery. Mm. They chose that so that we wouldn't have to ch- choose mm. choose that death in the same way. Mm. But we can know death mm. 
in 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 a different way. Yes. So healing. Yes. The healing that our our our, our parents refuse to do. Yes. The, in 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 us healing in healing ourselves through therapy, yes. it actually heals them and heals their parents and heals beyond that. Mm. So it's a cycle. So mm. even though it might look to to us right now that we're all alone and in this life and da 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 and red tear tear and mm. oh no no oh no <laughs> <laughs> um mm. the work that you're doing on yourself the progression that you're doing on yourself mm. is a, is 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 in a cycle it's like closing certain things exactly or progressing certain things because i often think of it as forward facing mm. uh but again that's linear mm. you know it's like hey if i can uh contend with this thing in myself mm. then the people who come after me whether they are children who come from my body or mm. children who come into contact with me won't have to contend with that same thing in the same way right. like, i think of it that way mm. you know but i rarely think about what i might be closing for my ancestors yeah yeah okay so that's the reading Hope it resonated with you. I'm going to take a picture of these cards. <laughs> I need to remember, especially who's the one with the books? Oh, Maya. She's. <laughs> she said study. She said study. Fierce your book. Yeah. <laughs> you on fierce book? She said fierce You better books. go to your textbook. <laughs> Stop it. I haven't used that platform in so long. I forgot that that's what it is. Sometimes I go on it just for like giggles, just to see who I got. Because there's that's a certain great. like generation that 100%. is on there that I'm just 100%. like, let me just see what you're doing. Yeah, sure. But um, before we head off, any final thoughts? Mm. And 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 again, thank you so much for being here. It's mm. been so um interesting hearing like your your journey thus mm. far and also hearing your you, before you were born and yeah yeah, yeah which i think <laughs> is so interesting yes. in connection to what i what we just read here but um yes. yeah any final thoughts it matters man uh i want to go back to the education point that mm. you know we were bouncing yeah uh it's for all of us yeah. and it's not about one person holding the information and and disseminating in one direction mm. right as we uh pass something on we're also receiving something yeah um and just to ground it you know even in uh returning to self mm. that's also a way of benefiting my community mm. i think you know you said this earlier but uh there's something my mum would say often when when i was a child uh blessed to be a blessing mm when I receive something and I allow myself to receive that thing, I kind of let myself be a vessel. Mm. It can move through me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, because of that, Danny B gets to eat, you know, yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. I allowed myself to receive either this food or maybe this financial blessing or whatever. Yeah. You know, all this word, right? Mm. So uh, allowing yourself to go back to yourself will ultimately continue feeding your community. Yeah, man. That's so dope. Yeah. And we's all about community here. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Sia, um, for um, for being on the podcast today. Well, thank um, you. Where can the people find you? Oh, well, Instagram's a great place, yeah. I think, currently. Mm. Uh, just look for Sia Bamoy. So first name, last name, S-I-A-G-B-A-M-O-I, mm. silent G. 
dope 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 and i give you at the moment you're working on your dissertation yeah sending you all the positive receiving vibes it in, in in getting that completed but also enjoying the process yes um so yeah um that has been barking at the palace of the dogs um you can um find us on instagram at the palace of the dogs or on twitter at t-p-o-t-d-s or if you want to see some more content see some more things you can go on um, www.thepalaceofthedogs.co.uk this has been danny b on barking over and out <laughs> Bye. The Palace of the Ducks. The Palace of the Ducks.